guys. I'm Adam Rapport, and this is the Bonham Food Foodcast. All right, this week we've got on associate editor Alex Delaney and senior food editor Molly Boz taking a page from our August issue, which is out now on stands. Uh, it's all about the do's and don'ts of picnicking. We're talking about the best way to transport all your gear and food, and whether ice has a place at the party, uh, dishes that won't get all gross as they sit out in the sun, and lots, lots more. And after that, senior food editor Andy Bergani walks us through how to make his frozen margarita pie. And you can find that recipe in our August issue. Oh, one quick note before we get started. Uh, if you dig this podcast or maybe you love our YouTube channel or Instagram feeds or bonapetit.com or healthyish or basically, please support us. And you can do that by subscribing to Bon Appetit Magazine. So much of what we talk about on here comes from the stories we create for print, uh, the recipes we develop, the reporting we do. Uh, it all starts with the magazine. So subscribe for just $10 a year. And you can do so by going to bonappetit.com slash get the mag. We would love your support and we would appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, now to the show. Okay, so maybe this is not the best way to start a podcast about picnics, but not a big picnic guy. You know, all right, the picnic is, and this is, I feel like I have this opinion about many things. When it's good, it's really good. When it's bad, leave me out. I don't want to be Or there. not just when it's bad, when it's... When it's even average. When it's average. When it's mediocre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can lose my invite. I have a hard time. Like, the, the whole, like, what am I sitting on, first of all? <laughs> am I, is there a blanket? Is there not a blanket? Even if there is a blanket, I if I probably... People did not bring the little fold-out chairs, because that brings too much sort of responsibility in the equation. If I'm at a beach... I hate it because then sand gets in everything. And, then, and if you have little kids with you, they are walking directly over the blanket with their sandy feet. Even if you tell them 29 times not to walk over the blanket with their sandy feet. Oh, my God. It is so lit in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love a picnic, on the other hand. I just think that you have to be prepared. If you're not going to put in the effort before you commence, then don't picnic. I and feel like a lot of people don't put in yeah. the effort, You've got to put it in. That's true. That's they, what we're here to talk about. I feel like people put in the effort. Some people put in the effort for the food or drink. They don't think about all the logistical sort of yeah. effort you need to execute. It has to be a 360 degree yeah. kind of occasion. You got to think like, about everything. If you're not going out to a restaurant and this is going to replace your dinner out, then you need to consider all of the things that that restaurant is considering for you out in the wild. Okay. So before we get to food, then let's just talk about like, I don't want to say setting the table because, you know, although I'm a huge fan of people bring the, the, that's like, if someone brings like the fold out portable table. <laughs> I don't think that's a picnic. That, yes. Then you have the little side table that you can put the dishes on. Like I just want dishes on the ground. Okay. Well, I think it's, we're talking about, we should talk about setting the blanket. Okay. Let's yes. set the blanket. All right. First of all, you need to bring a blanket, right? Ideally, need a ideally a blanket that's waterproof, yeah. right? Because what if it rained? Soggy soggy bottom soggy is bottom. not a way to go. Oh, it, or oh, yeah. or morning dew or whatever. Or so you're saying dew. so the bottom <laughs> of the blanket is waterproof and the other side is cottony soft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So fascinating. The underside waterproof or you gotta double up two blankets. Yeah. You could do like a tarp underneath that's yeah. a little crunchy. Yeah, little crunchy. I don't love and then that. with a blanket over top. I also think Okay, so buy a good blanket. I also think you need to have two blankets. Because maybe there's because there, you have p- people need to sit down. Also, you need to lay out the food. Totally. You're not going to have everyone sitting and food all on one blanket. 
No, that's like the thing you do for the Instagram shot and then. <laughs> no, right. yes. And then you disperse. So I and think it's like bring, everyone needs to bring their own blanket. I think BYO, that, yeah. BYOB. Yeah, it's a different kind of BYOB. Or each couple at least. So yeah. I say if you have two or three, if you have an extra blanket, fine, just leave it You're in the tote. You're never mad that you have an extra blanket. No. All right. So I think you bring blankets. You want, uh, obviously, nice tote bag that to carry a lot of the stuff. I, I do think, kind of, if I may, I love any little foldable picnic chair, beach chair, light sort of thing that at least, because for me, like, I like to have a little back support. Oh, yeah. That's fair. You know? That's fair. I think, all right, I just, this is not an REI sponsored uh, podcast, but I just bought this really amazing fold up like beach lawn camping chair at REI that yeah. weighs like one pound. Is it, what's it it's made amazing. out of? It's, it has like uh, metal rods that all fit into each other and then the back is like this mesh yeah. thing that it's awesome. I think there's no Picnic shame, approved. no shame in coming prepared that way and it all goes in a little bag you put over your yeah. shoulder sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Love that. Boz? Uh, I'm honestly like just trying to trim down on the schlep when I'm picnicking. Mm. I like if you're going to the beach and you're like going to be there for eight hours. I get it. Bring the bring the beach chair, but uh, I'm gonna sit on the blanket. But right. I'm a little younger than you. The so. other week over Fourth of July week weekend turned into a whole week. Basically, we, I don't know it's who a whole week. I, Christina Martinez, our managing editor, just gave the office the entire office the entire week off. <laughs> I'm like, wait, when did you do that? When who, I was what? here on Tuesday, yeah, it was Molly a was here. Dead yeah. zone. Yeah. I was like, I didn't get the memo that we were on a vacation for 12 days. I didn't either until the day before. So anyway, so <laughs> BA was closed for that week. I was up in Maine with everyone else, and we we're at Andrew Knowlton's family place up there, and we went to the beach, and he had one of those rubber Yeti backpack coolers that. Mm-hmm super you know not a drop leaks out oh, super yeah. sealed and you just load it up with ice and wine and beer and everything and just throw it over your shoulders i thought that was kind of genius yeah that seems Those optimal are, the other brand the brand that i love is called ice mule it's like a yes. totally soft it's they're a little more lightweight than the yeti ones i think yeah. but this brings up the this brings up the question of if you're in if you live in the city like we do right you don't really want to be carrying ice a thing filled with ice around with you right but you want the you cold drink to. yeah but do you? And this is if you're if you're reading this story in the issue, you'll see that we kind of recommend like a way of keeping wine cold. So we're all about decanting your wine, not like some schnobby uh, sommelier, sommelier will tell you. Mm. Um, but chilling your wine, throwing it in the freezer for like forty five minutes before you leave to an hour, and then pouring it directly into an insulated water bottle skipping you know the actual bottle don't bring that just bring your water bottle it's going to insulate it it's going to have the cold wine in there and the cops milling about will not see wine bottles hanging around so if you have like one of those swell water bottles or yes. whatever like i have i have one right now yeah not a not a not a product endorsement although swell if you want to sponsor the pod <laughs> we'll take it because i will say this about these and zojirushi and these other ones i will have cold water in my swell with maybe a bit of ice i'll come to work the next day it is still cold totally like if you put ice cold wine in one of these things it's gonna stay cold it's gonna stay very cold you know so i i I think that's an interesting way to deal with it although beer cans for instance i think you you need some ice and i think if you you don't need to bring an entire cooler full and and you don't let's get rid of the notion that you're gonna be serving like cocktails on ice because like that's absurd Mm -hmm. but i think if you pack a bunch of beer into one of these sort of backpacks or soft there's also those shoulder bag sort of coolers now which I, i like a lot and fill it up with a, a decent amount of ice. doesn't need to be a ton. You're going to stay cold. But I think you need some sort of ice. I agree. I'm always – I'm trying to bring as much ice as possible, honestly, to a picnic because I feel like it's going to melt. You want it to keep 
not only your drinks cold, but all of your little salads and cheeses and things cold as well, then you're going to want it for water. And at the end of the day, you can just dump it out. Yeah. Also, and we've talked about this for holiday parties and stuff, when your friends who are coming, who are not the organized ones who work at a food mm-hmm. magazine and are obsessing over these details, are like, oh, dude, what can I bring? Like, bag of ice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So you don't have to schlep all the ice yourself, but when they get there, they can just pour it into the cooler. Yeah. Bag of ice and a blanket. Yeah. I will also say, though, that wine strategy works for, you said we're not serving cocktails on ice. Works for cocktails. Works like a little pre-batched, as long as it's a stirred cocktail, not a shaken cocktail. So like, like what, what, what would like you a, bring? A, I would bring like pre-batched Negronis, pre-batched Old Fashioned, pre-batched. See, I... <laughs> the look in your eyes right now is disappointment. I would do like a Negroni spritz or something. I think drinking, drinking a straight Negroni without ice to sort of mellow it out and dilute oh, no, it a I'm... bit is... I'm severe. saying if I'm saying if if we are following Molly's thing oh. and we're bringing ice, yeah, okay, sure. You but can I employ think you the, the water bottle strategy, or or you could do the water bottle strategy with the with the cocktail that can be drunk up yep. without need ice for dilution purposes. Yeah. If you need a half liter martini, that's what, <laughs> that's what you're gonna do. Let's talk about all right. So we got the blanket. We have some sort of I said some sort of soft cooler, whether it's a shoulder bag cooler, backpack cooler, etc. Friends bring ice. Um, Molly, we need food. Yeah, we do. We need food that can sit out for a couple of hours at room temperature. See, I'm already nauseous. <laughs> well, okay. Well, that's why I brought it upon myself to develop a recipe a few weeks ago for a picnic-proof pasta salad. So mm. it's called jammy pepper pasta salad. And the whole concept behind it is that there's no mayonnaise in it. So it's not sitting out there developing that weird Congealing. like sheen yeah. and like cooking scrambled eggs on it. No, yeah. not good. So if you're bringing pasta salads or potato salads or grain salads, make sure that they're dressed in only things like oil, vinegar, citrus juice, nothing that's going to get grosser as it sits. What's going on with this jammy pepper pasta salad? So this is also a great way to use up the abundance of peppers in the summer that are always at the farmer's market. And frankly, I think it's one of the only ways you should be cooking peppers, which is super low and slow and long cooked. Brings out their sweetness. Yeah. And uh, the raw pepper. I mean, I know we've taken it down before, but should we just take it down one more time? (laughs) Sure. Literally, we we cannot take it down enough. We're taking them down. Yeah. But you can cook them down instead. You can cook them down and then they're (laughs) glorious. All right. So what sort of peppers? This is a mix of any kind of bell peppers, any colors. Uh, actually, preference that you don't get a green bell pepper. But <laughs> it could you. be orange, could be yellow, could be red, could be just one of them. Yeah. Also, then, the green ones, when they cook down, they turn that weird army green. They do not look appealing. Not appealing. Yeah. Good. Let's say you got a mix of yellow and red. Let's say that. And then you grab a couple fresh Fresnos or jalapenos, like a fresh hot chili. Mm-hmm. And you basically just pull the stems out, cut them into large strips or chunks, and throw that all in a Dutch oven with a lot of olive oil, a lot of red wine vinegar, Mm. a lot of smashed garlic cloves. So I like this. So the vinegar infuses the peppers. They all cook down in it. So it's sort of like a sweet and sour. They're almost like confiting. They get like a little bit of color up front because you start them really high just to jumpstart the cooking process so it doesn't actually take like two hours. And then... It gets lowered and they all just kind of stew. Do they get kind of syrupy almost? It's not not cloyingly sweet, Uh I wouldn't say, but the peppers emit some of their juices and those mingle with 
the olive oil and then also mm. with the red wine vinegar and then that becomes your dressing for the pasta salad. Nice. You, and, is there a shape you like pasta-wise? I did this one with rigatoni, which I thought okay, was kind of yeah. nice. And when we were, there, the one thing that, the thing that I really dislike about peppers is like that weird kind of sharpness to them that's not a pleasant like garlicky sharpness, it's just like straight up sharpness. But when we were tasting this, it really is just like so pleasantly sweet. That sharpness gets totally cooked out of the peppers. Yeah, it's that awesome. weird bite. So yeah. you've got the cooked pasta, you just toss it all together and then let it cool? So you toss it all together. While those are stewing, you've quickly pickled some onion. So like half of a red onion, I think I call for, just with like a little bit more vinegar, salt and sugar. And then the quick pickled onions get tossed in with all those juices and the pasta. And then I have you adding in basil, nuts and cheese what so kind of nuts you can use any kind okay I, i'm big fan of a well toasted hazelnut mm-hmm. not sure if you know that about me fancy <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever call them filberts no that's not what they're called <laughs> they did. Oregon. Actually, yes yeah. Yeah. oregon, I know, oregon people will tell name. you come on they're hazelnuts do you know that hazelnuts cook from the outside from the inside out mm. what what are they called are they in... like they're darker on the inside what? than they are on the outside in Italian, nocciole, nocciola, or nocciola. Yeah. What about in nocciola. French? In French? Um, <laughs> if any listeners want to call in. Shoot. How do you say it? Marron? No, that's chestnut. No, yeah. Anyways, we'll I figure it out. I do not have this answer. You can email us at bonappetitfoodcast at gmail.com. And tell us how to say it. Yeah, in French. Okay, so, <laughs> right, so you, then you toss that all together and then let it cool? Yeah. So then it's like you could eat it right then, yep. sort of like room temperature, or you can chill it and nothing really happens it's no different, really. But you don't want it cold, necessarily. Yeah, you do. No, but doesn't that oil then get kind of conge- – it should still come to almost room temp, right? I mean, I don't – maybe you don't maybe want it, like, at 42 yeah, degrees. Exactly. But, like, yeah. an, a light cool. chill we'll on cool, a hot day. Cool as opposed to a cold. A cool pasta salad. Okay, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with your pasta salad. <laughs> Wait, I want to guess. I don't know. Okay, go for it. The problem is this. Now we got to be, like, at – sitting on the ground like oh who's got the plates and who's got the dumb little plastic forks and like i'm well, sitting there holding a plate on my lap again that's the problem with picnics i want a table and a chair so i can put my plate on something and i'm trying to balance and like where's my drink like my drink is like on the blanket that then said little kid who runs by knocks over my glass because it's on an <laughs> unstable surface and now i've got a spilled wine cup Trying to hold on to my pasta. You don't, uh, Adam. When you go do a picnic, you don't. Not everyone brings their own ladle, and you write your name on yours, and you just go right out of the dish. And all right, see, I like that. <laughs> uh, but no, that does sound delicious. Uh, Serving challenges aside, I've, I mean, you got to bring plates to a picnic for starters. So if that's part of the challenge, bring a plate, bring a reusable plate, a reusable cup. Someone needs to invent something that's like a cup stand for the grass. Yeah. See. Okay. There we Should go. Should we do that? Maybe Bon Appetit could do it. Cups see, that's what I'm talking about because like, they don't I balance. I hear you. Yeah. On that. Okay. I hear you. I'm not worried about the plate. Right. I'm worried about the cup. Let Okay, Delaney. Let's say. Let's say that maybe I'm not making jammy pepper pasta. What yes. about we... fried chicken? Oh yeah. As the oh, ultimate picnic food. Yes. Ultimate picnic food. I could not co-sign that more strongly. Better. Better. Arguably better. Cool slash cold than hot. All right. I'm. I. I'm not going to be the person that says it's better cool slash cold. But. It is not worse, right? Like, I'm not going to – there's no way that it degrades. Yes. Right? It's still a perfectly delicious food, especially if it's well-seasoned. If you get that really, really crispy exterior, it stays crispy. This is what I would argue to do, okay? Hmm. A little fastidious, perhaps. 
walk over to my local Popeyes, get a big ass order of Popeyes, <laughs> take yeah. it home a couple hours before the picnic. Don't leave it in the container, but putting it on sheet trays so it air cools, so it doesn't let it steam. steam. Yeah, you can't you let it steam. can't let it steam. That way, it comes to room temp, cool temp. Then, when it's ready to go on the picnic, then you load it up. It's like cooling something in the freezer before you put it in a bag to freeze it. Otherwise, it all clump together. So it's got to air cool first, right? Yeah. I'd, actually, this I've done exactly that about a month. Thank ago. You. I live a block and a half away from, in my opinion, New York's finest Popeyes, the mm. Chinatown Popeyes. Did just that. Brought it to a picnic. Everyone loved it. Spicy or regular? Half and half. Half and half. I like yeah. that. I think that's actually. absurd, but whatever. If you All guys right. have time for that this kind is, of... <laughs> <laughs> it is, it why is don't, Here's an idea. Why don't you just pick up the Popeyes on the way to the picnic? Because it's too warm, and it steams in the container. And by the time you get to the Pop picnic, the you don't want warm. You want room temper cool. So it's like there's a difference. And like you can't... Because it's all piled on top of each other. Then maybe it's, it's not the thing. perfect picnic food, it guys. It is. <laughs> you just have to let it cool. Um Emil Stonic, who worked on this package in the Basically section in the back of Bon Appetit magazine. A couple other thumbs up picnic foods. Um, chips and dips, obviously. Duh. Duh. It says you have a contain- plastic Tupperware container. You get your chips, dip them in. Crudite. I love that. Just get a bunch of cool plastic, uh, cut up vegetables, in a, just not peppers, in a bag or whatever, and then goes in the same dip, right? Mm-hmm. Cured sausages. Literally made with this exact scenario in mind, says basically. Yay, nay. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Strong gay. Oh, that's that, the other thing we didn't talk about, when, which, what we're bringing. You got to bring a cutting board with like an open L, some sort of need, picnic knife. No, not. I would say not an open L. I would say a true knife. If you're going to have what, a picnic. What, what's wrong with open up for those who aren't big open L obsessive? It's a little sort of wooden knife with the sort of, uh, what do you call that? Like not a switchblade, but it's, it's like sort a, of a hinged, foldable. A foldable. Yeah, yeah, foldable. Yeah. Super sharp, by the way. Super sharp. But I will say this. A little knife, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to do something. Just like if you need a knife, bring a real knife. But then you have to bring like a knife guard. Uh, Yeah. That that feels like a lot. A knife guard? It goes right on the knife. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I I will always bring a chef's knife. I'm not bringing my chef's knife. That's insane. I'm co-signing on the cool and the the, uh, fried chicken. I'm not bringing a chef's knife. Um, Emil makes an interesting point. He was arguing this. He was talking about hard or soft cheeses. So like a, a Parmesan or some sort of gooey, you know, brie, Frenchy sort of cheese that actually gets gooier and better in the warm weather. What he was saying you shouldn't bring are some of those like medium cheeses, like the cheddar that sort of sweat in the sun and get kind of mm-hmm. wobbly and soft, but don't get soft, soft, gooey, soft. I was like, okay, that's kind of an interesting point. Yeah, I think, I guess the extremes, the ones that can yeah. handle the heat and the ones that benefit, but the ones that are just like in that middle ground, yeah. leave them in the fridge. I would also honestly cut out the soft cheese too. Because I'm not, if I want a piece of cheese, I don't want to have to like get my knife, spread it on a thing. You know, I don't want multiple things God, involved here. So what lazy? about, what about I'm this? I'm the laziest what, man alive. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, no, 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 no. All right, so, okay, maybe like again, like, do I want a gooey French cheese, but what about a little boursin? I'm here oh, for that. yeah. But I almost put at the grocery dip st- category. It's, like some, that's it's a, somewhere. That's yeah. God. I had some the other day. I was it's so at good. a friend's or whatever, and his mom brought out a bunch of crackers with a one of those domes of borsan. And I was like, "This is so good." It's I was drinking a food. It's I a just played golf. Food. Was drinking a bunch of Bud Lights, eating crackers and borsan. That was my dinner. So good. Uh, um, bad picnic foods, Molly. All right. So salads, like lettuce salads that are lettuce. Ugh. Yes, green wilted. Based. But. Ugh. 
I feel like you can still have a salad at a picnic, but it has to be a hand salad. It's a little bit more in the crudite department, but I'm, I feel like you can bring wedges of little gem or like pulled apart sturdier leaves and dip or dressing and do like a little dippy dip. Yeah, yeah. maybe a, a little, little radicchio. That's a little, it's a little dainty, a little. I was on vacation the, during the whole hand salad fiasco <laughs> a couple of years ago. I did oh, not gosh. even get into that with the meal. Like, I think well, a coleslaw, if you have a forks and plates. Yeah, I think yeah. Col- col- so crunchy crisp. veg salads yeah. are great. So oh. cabbage based or like radishes, cucumbers, yeah. those kind of things. Anything from basic slaw to creative yeah. ones. Shaved, slaw, shaved sure. shredded ones. Also, it's easy. Just you can you don't need a they don't they're not big piece of lettuce. It's just a forkful. Yeah. This is funny because this is. A meal brings up deviled eggs, like don't bring them, which in some ways are such like the backyard patio sort of deck sort of thing you have in the summertime. But like yeah. A, transporting deviled eggs, not easy. And then it gets back to that mayo-y sort of situation. Yeah. I feel like I feel like like a hundred years ago there was one person that's like, you know, you need deviled eggs at a picnic. And then for the past century, no one has ever questioned that person. And yeah. we just accepted it as this thing. I, f- I associate deviled eggs with the holidays more than I do with picnics. Really? You mean like, like Christmas and stuff? Yeah. Oh. No, I always say like, I it always feels think like it, a hors d'oeuvre. I me. think of it as, I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for, I love a deviled egg, but I think of it more like suburban patio, yeah. pool party, whatever. You're hanging out and grilling and, oh, I'm going to bring out some deviled eggs. Well, what you could do is just bring boiled eggs, like jammy no, eight minute no, eggs. No. Yes, and serve them with the crudite platter with a little dippy. Like you cut them in half, you mean? With, with, just with tear cut, them. cut them in half with his chef's knife? No, you tear them. <laughs> you, you bring the peeled eggs in a little Tupperware, and then you just tear them, and then they're just like dunking in the dips. Right. And stuff. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm not an egg at a picnic guy, but I will say I agree with Molly yeah. there. If I you're like going to do it, it should oh, be a Oh, can jammy. we say another thing to bring? In, in, in addition to our chef's knife, open L knife, a little tin of Malden sea salt. Okay, I was just going to say that, and in addition to that, a bag of cut up lemons. Yes. Oh, yes. Which of you guys was pro tinned fish? Moi. Explain. Because it's like all, it's the perfect already prepared, like just crack it open when I get there, all this deliciousness in a tin. Food. Like it was like, I think, meant for bringing out in the world and eating outside of like your home and out of a restaurant. It's, it, if it's 88 degrees and you're eating tinned mussels next to me, I might hurl. Uh, I mean, yeah. Maybe I'm not choosing mussels, <laughs> but like a nice sardine or tuna. The oil you can drizzle on your baguette with like a little, with your olives and some of your crudite. The oil is, what, I'm, I'm anti-tinned fish at a picnic. The Just oil the for me is where like it gets everywhere. I don't want it on all my things. Like it's just, there's the little tin it's supposed to be contained in. It's never contained. It gets everywhere. Well, all right. So Eliza from Healthyish, she was suggesting bringing a simple fruit galette, homemade fruit galette, which are the sort of <laughs> free-form pies that you don't need a pie plate for, putting it in a to-go pizza box from your local pizzeria, and then showing up with that in a very sort of ta-da moment. But then you got to take Delaney's chef's knife in order to cut it up. And are you serving it on plates? Or are you eating it by hand? Like, where do you guys fall on the galette? Love a galette, don't love a galette at a picnic. I like the like the idea of that presentation makes me very excited. What, do I really foresee a situation where then like I'm cleaning my plate from like the pasta salad and wiping it off and making space for my slice of galette or am I bringing an, an extra plate like that feels yeah, like that, I think, I think you want of, like hand bite size things. And a meal was endorsing fruit on ice. Like you have a little container, you've got whether it's cherries, 
nectarines, those sort of things on ice, and just, oh, you can grab them as you go. First of all, we're all adults. We don't need dessert at a picnic. We're sitting no. around like, drinking cold rosé. Mr. Softy. Yeah, truck. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's you, the play. The play is get a, get a nice little soft serve cone. Yeah. Rainbow Springs. Or maybe, or maybe a good humor chocolate eclair bar. Yeah. You know, Choco Taco? Uh, King Cone, maybe. King Cone, yeah, King Cone. The uh, what's the, what's the the little SpongeBob popsicle that always melts and it looks uh, like a yeah. zombie of a SpongeBob? Italian ice, if you're into that sort of Ooh. thing. But I think that I think the thing about dessert at a picnic is that most people just overthink it. It doesn't need to be a thing. There, there, doesn't, there doesn't need, need to be moment. an ice box cake. There doesn't need to be you know whatever it. Just some fruit or like go find the ice cream truck. Um, you know what we, which are really nice. My wife ha- found these. We had mentioned some from. Amazon.com. Is that a what is that place? That's a small business yeah. out of Seattle. Uh, independent run. Uh, little. These are kind of cool. Little uh, stackable metal picnic cups. She's got cool ones, vintage ones. She's found somewhere on Etsy or something. A little leather sort of like conical container, and you stack them all up in there. So if you have your wine in your cooler, you pour them in those instead of crappy plastic cups. Yeah. Kind um, of a cool thing to look for. Agree. Yeah. Also makes it feel a little more legit. A couple of things before we go. Bring trash bags. Oh, Always. Gosh. Always. Yeah, just like a big glad bag or whatever. Yeah, and paper towels. Always paper, paper towels. Oh, a nice big roll. Because like, you're paper not bringing... Because you know what? I'd rather have paper towels than like, cute napkins. 100%. That are blowing all over the place. Bug spray, water, sunscreen. Can we remember the sunscreen? Yeah. Also, we didn't talk about this. If you're not picnicking in a place that has at least a bit of shade you are picnicking in the wrong place. If yes. you're just out in the middle of a field, like that's not where you have a picnic. That's true. Yeah, so find a park that has some trees. Well, let me ask you this, because I I have, I have really don't like eating in direct sunlight. Between that and I sand, agree. it's my worst yeah. nightmare. Like Eating at the beach at 1 p.m. on a 86 degree day is my absolute nightmare. Is it okay, can you bring a beach umbrella to a park? How do you get it in the ground? I think you'd your jackhammer. Too, <laughs> no, you'd have to have something where you get it like screwed. That's like, yeah. so aggro. No, I would Come say no. no. I would say no. <laughs> okay. I would say just no. find some shade. It's like, up. Oh, Adam's back. Yep, he's got his umbrella this time too. Yeah. All right. Final thought from me. Okay, music to your ears and nobody else's. We live in the golden age of affordable, high fidelity, take anywhere audio technology. True, but just because your wallet size, the Bluetooth speakers boasts club quality bass doesn't mean this is time to show it off here's the rule if your music is loud enough to be audible to anyone outside your party it's too loud sound harsh either find a place to picnic that's remote enough so nobody has to be subjected to your edm playlist (laughs) i feel like that's your husband's sort of routine boss Um, (laughs) against their will or share the space play nice and be grateful that you can't hear the kids playing old town road on repeat either that's my son i think think that's fair enough like bring speakers but don't blast them molly boss alex laney thanks guys thank you truly a pleasure Okay, thanks so much to Molly and Delaney for breaking down the ins and outs of picnicking. Uh, Next up, we've got Andy Barragani talking about his frozen margarita pie. Andy Barragani, it's about to thunderstorm outside here at One World Trade Center, but we are talking about frozen margarita pie. Yeah, we are. Who cares about the weather? Who cares about the weather? I have to say, I am so kind of confused that I'm even here. I feel like I never would be... Uh, on the podcast talking about a dessert. Mm. I feel like I'm not the dessert guy. I think that's very much 
you're Claire not Claire yeah. or Chris. Yeah. You're you're I'm happy to be here. You're a mortar and pestle guy, you're a restauranty recipe guy, <laughs> maybe a pasta guy, but definitely a pasta guy for yeah. sure. Yeah. So so how wait how so this is a recipe that originally appeared online, then it segued into the magazine because it was such a popular, awesome, easy to make, super summary recipe. What's what's the backstory of it? So this was a recipe that was developed for uh, basically uh, I decided to kind of take on a dessert for uh, basically.com. And it's actually, actually eat eatbasically.com. Eat yeah, and the whole premise, if you haven't checked out our site, it's kind of a learn to cook site. Very clear, instructional, a little, a little bit, a lot of bit of voice and sort of personality. Uh, so, yeah, so what was the sort of the premise for this guy? So, I wanted to come up with a really easy dessert that you could make for the summer that was under 10 ingredients and something that. Uh, I would actually want to eat and something that uh, you'd you don't want to serve and make at home. Yeah. I think this is one of those dishes, before you even see it, if, if you read it on a menu, you see frozen margarita pie, and you're like, yeah, cool, I'll have one of those. <laughs> the thing is, I think everybody in the test kitchen was kind of shocked when I developed it. They were like, this does not sound like a recipe you would ever develop, like a frozen pie with booze like yeah. what is going on here i was like trust me it's very much like you're at the airport in cancun and you go to the margaritaville jimmy buffett restaurant mm -hmm. and this is what you order so what is what talk us through the recipe what exactly is it it looks delicious but how do you make it so the way you make it is first by making a crust it's a graham cracker crust uh that comes together in the food processor uh graham crackers salt a little bit of sugar and melted butter simple simple super simple even i can make that you can make that and then uh this also you don't need to bake this crust at all. So oh. this is a no no cook pie, okay, no baking in cool. bowl. And then uh, transfer uh, the graham cracker mixture to uh, a glass uh, pie dish, and then you kind of pat it down using a measuring cup or a mug, and then that's when you make the filling, the mixture. And that's made with uh, whipped cream. I take heavy cream, whip it. You're using about Three quarters of a cup. Didn't you have a hand whipped oh, a God. hand whipped whipped cream contest with Molly Boz and she kicked your ass? That's because she develops more dessert recipes than me. So she did kick your ass. <laughs> she won by maybe a few seconds. Do you know about this, Emma? So I was like, I was like, how what, was happen. that? A, was it a pint? Two cups of okay. heavy cream. So also known as a pint. You know, and we um, we did. It was a contest that will appear on video. I don't know exactly which video of hers, but uh, she did. I will give it to her. She kicked my butt. Uh, I will admit I'm not a sore loser. Um, and, and the test was whip it until you can hold it over your head, exactly, the bowl, and it doesn't fall exactly. on your head. And I, About ahead. how long did it take you to whip a pint of cream to stiff I peaks? both of us, it took around... God, it felt like it took forever, but it was probably maybe two minutes, and two and a half minutes. You were going back to, from hand to hand, or did you just go with one hand? I went with one hand, which was That's my hard. mistake. Yeah, that was my Molly was definitely switching back and forth, but she still managed to kick my butt. I would also, Emma. Do you know that the what, another trick for whipping cream by hand, which oh I actually God, like to do? We well, it's true. Let's <laughs> say you you get the metal mixing bowl. Throw that metal mixing bowl in the freezer first. Yes, that's exactly. Was yeah. that an option for you? Could no, you have no. pulled that one over no, on I her? I was caught off guard. Yeah, I had no idea. Oh, she's called you out just like oh, yeah. Yeah, on video, and you couldn't yeah, say my, no. I was sore from working out. You know, yeah. the, from the <laughs> you're always sore from working out. Okay, so you're you're whipping cream back, by hand. Back we, to the we, filling. We call for three quarters cup uh, chilled heavy cream. Okay, it's known as six ounces. Yes. So you, with that, uh, you're not going for stiff peaks. It's mm. soft peaks. Yep. And then from there, you are juicing 
uh, four limes. You should Ooh. get about uh, half a cup lime juice. And <sighs> However, yes. as Cousin Tony, Anthony Holsworth also always points out, he hates when you get the dry limes. And those happen sometimes, especially on the East Coast or wherever you're like, why does this lime have like no juice in it whatsoever? It's it, maddening. It seems to happen on the East Coast more than the West Coast. You want soft, thin-skinned limes when yes. you buy them at the source. Feel them. They should exactly. be a little squishy. You don't want those hard ones. You Ugh, want plenty the of worst. juice. So frustrating. <laughs> you go to Mexico, every lime is perfect. 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 They have them cut into the little sort of like cheeks on the table and the little, oh, so good. So anyways. It's hard out here in New York. Yeah, so you got the lime juice. So you have the lime juice. Hey, what about the zest? You're going to say, you're going to have another lime that, for the zest to top oh, the, uh, okay. to decorate cool. the right, pie with. Cool. So you have the lime juice, and then from there you're going to mix lime juice with one 14-ounce can of sweetened condensed milk, the ingredient that you never thought you'd see yes. in one of my recipes. I've n- never cooked with, I mean, I'm not a dessert guy either. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you're gonna com- you're gonna whisk the lime juice from the sweet. Yeah, but the milk together. has like this. Syrupy, it has a silky, silky. S- it's very very sweet. Yeah. Uh, and a velvety consistency. And it's almost like the consistency of caramel sauce before it turns brown. Exactly. It has it has more of a blonde hue to it. Can you do that thing I've always heard where you take the condensed milk and you boil it and it turns into dulce de leche? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But you have okay. to be careful because it explode, right? It. Yeah. And this is this has happened once before. Not, oh, really? Not on my end. Where? But, uh, but you know someone that happened it to? It happened with uh, Claire's boyfriend, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So don't literally don't try that at home. <laughs> I'm sorry to Claire herself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you whisk the lime juice, the sweetened condensed milk, and this is the only uh, sweetness. The, the, all the sugar is coming from the sweetened condensed milk okay. for the filling. You whisk that together, and then you have this tart, sweet mixture, and then you fold that into the whipped cream. Okay. So it's it's a creamy but airy mixture. And so I use these three ingredients. uh, So you get the acidity from the lime juice. You get the uh, sweetness from the sweetened condensed milk. But it's also giving a kind of a nice uh, silky texture. And then the whipped cream is for fat content so that it could also be a nice and airy and light. Uh, It's not a super dense um, pie. Which... I am not a key lime fan, which and one thing I don't love about key lime is the dense the density, density of it. Yep. Yeah, that's just me. And you're not sweetening the whipped cream. Uh, I am told. So you've got this this nice creamy aerated mixture uh, that you then just spoon into the pie crust. Then comes the surprise. Oh. Then you throw in some tequila. Oh, that's yes, what makes tequila. it the margarita. <laughs> How much tequila? Oh, sorry, we, it calls for just three tablespoons. Okay, silver tequila, a little something, something. Yeah, you could leave it out, but uh, the tequila is for flavor. But also, that three tablespoons kind of helps with the texture. If you didn't get the tequila, and if you don't put the tequila in, I've noticed that it does end up becoming a little bit more dense than I would like because the te- tequila drops the freezing temperature. Exactly. Correct, so exactly. it doesn't get as hard as it might if you leave it out. Yes. And you can, like, even if the kids are eating it, they're not going to get drunk. It's only no, three no, tables no. unless they eat the entire pie by themselves. And that's going to be more of a sugar problem than more a tequila than, problem. Exactly. You could swap out the tequila for rum if you'd like. You can make a daiquiri pie. Let me, let me ask you this. So say you make this pie for the family, for the whole family. If a kid, like say your nine-year-old is eating it, will he or she even taste the tequila or will they not even really know? 
it's subtle. I will say uh-huh. it's not tequila forward. Yeah. No, okay. it no. isn't. It's not a super boozy pie. Okay, so you 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 pour that into the mixture and kind of smooth it out with the little waves on top. Yeah, perhaps? with the back of a spoon. Yeah, and, and then that's then you want to freeze it for preferably at least eight hours. Whoa. Yeah. It so takes a, you want to make this isn't big. like, dude, we should make some margarita pie at six p.m. and you're eating in an hour. No, because yeah. of all the sugar and fat from the whipped cream, it does take a moment to freeze, and you want the right consistency i would check after uh, maybe at the four hour mark and see how it looks and just kind of pierce it with the paring knife and see uh if it's set or the six hour mark but well let's say you leave it in for a full eight hours let's say you're on top of things you make it at 10 a.m you're having friends over for grilling that night yada yada how before serving if it's in a full eight hours how much before serving do you want to take it out of the freezer so it's not Freezer hard. I would do about 20 minutes. Oh, really? That, okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. That's yeah. enough. And then do you... Not just for the filling, but also for the crust to not be so uh, hard. Oh, so good it's point. Yeah. So the butter and the crust sort of softens mm-hmm. a little. Do you zest it before it goes in the freezer or at the last minute so it's kind of fragrant and fresh? I do it at the last minute. I like that. I think it just, it, it kind of perfumes the pie a little bit. It's it like when you're nice. at the Italian restaurant the waiter comes over is like, would you like some Parmesan with that? Exactly. And they it's bring like, the little wisp over. You yeah. want a little bit of lime zest using a microplane. It just, uh, if you freeze the lime zest and then you, uh, it's going to kind of curl. Yeah. It's not going to look fresh. <sighs> and uh, so the, A little note, again, this is in the our new August issue of Bon Appetit on stands mm-hmm. now, the simple issue, our third annual simple issue. I think it's our third annual. You have a little sidebar note, uh, a nice photo of you, by the way, in the oh, magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Looking very cute there, Thank smiling. You. Want to make a hard lemonade pie or a Paloma pie? Replace the lime juice with lemon or grapefruit juice. Parentheses, since you're looking for fruit with acidic pucker, it's better to pass on sweet oranges. I love the notion of a Paloma pie, and a Paloma is basically just grapefruit juice, tequila, splash of club soda, lime. I guess I would say you'd probably, there are certain, and grapefruits essentially when you buy them, certain ones are definitely sweeter than others. Certain can go, can lean pretty bitter. I would probably, I'd want ones that lean a little bit sweeter, less of that bitter grapefruit flavor. Mm-hmm. Fair? Fair. I do, just like with the limes, I call for fresh squeeze lime juice. So I would buy your grapefruit. If it is super, super bitter, you could um, stir in some sugar to sweeten mm. it slightly. Oh, but okay. again, like you have the sweetened condensed milk so You have there. enough sugar there. Okay, that's interesting. And lemon's pretty straight ahead. We all know what lemon tastes mm-hmm. like. Wow. This is, you know what you're going to have to do, Andy? You're going to have to develop a few more recipes for the Bon Appetit. Yeah? Yeah. More more, more dessert recipes? Yeah. We'll, we'll do, look, look for the fall version or winter version of the margarita pie. It's got to be something with bourbon, right? I'm ready for that. All right. Well, bourbon recipe coming up this fall from Andy Bergani. Thanks, dude. Thanks, Adam. The Bon Appetit Foodcast is produced by Carrie Polis and Christina Che and produced and edited by Emma Wartsman. Our theme music is by Nathaniel Wartsman. We have new episodes every Wednesday, and if you want to tell us about this or any other episode, email us at bonappetitfoodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.